Previously on Hackway Heights. How much do you know about Sally? She's very kind. I don't think that she's the person that you believe she is. I made a lot of mistakes. I don't think you should be hanging out with me either. They just pin everything on Nezzy. Just my luck. It's a misunderstanding. Let's blow up Mr. Dick and prove you're a good father. It's easy. Tremolo, I am not a good father. In Tremolo's head, he's just watching Nezzy say all this stuff and thinking Anita's right? Ralph, my good old friend. I can tell you that that premium industrial transport tunnel, it's connected to just about anything underground. We'll also go check out this park and scope it out for a while and see what happens with the kids. This child takes the dagger, walks to the snowman and starts viciously stabbing and you see the white snow start to turn red with blood. We may be able to see a blueprint of the very building that Mr. Dick is in and find a way to infiltrate it and blow him up without anyone knowing we're there. No, that's too smart, Tremolo. I'm at a loss. It is episode six out of depth plays Hackaway Heights. It is an electric bastion land actual play podcast. And uh, we only do this for 12 episodes playing this system with these characters, maybe these players. And after 12, it's over. And there's no guarantee that at the end of those 12 episodes, any of this is going to be resolved. I can't guarantee it. We we're dealing with three people who were in debt to a mock shark who is a mafioso figure named Mr. Dick, $10,000 in debt because he brought them out of jail and they had to work for him. And ever since episode one, he has been a dark cloud hanging over these characters lives Lives that are in danger every episode because of this guy. And we're about to go into episode six, and I cannot, I cannot guarantee that they will survive. I can't guarantee that they'll ever even meet this guy. But I am having a fantastic time playing this fucking game with these three people because they're fantastically talented. And they've created three ridiculous characters. And I love this game and this strange vibe that we have created. It's awesome. I love it. So we have reached a point where our heroes, uh, if we could use such a term, our uh, protagonists, if such a term is appropriate, are realizing that they are backed into a corner and that they have got to deal with Mr. Dick or come up with a different plan. But right now, the best way out right now seems to be shutting this guy's lights out. And they're trying to figure out how to do this because they're just three regular folks. Well, two regular folks and one mock 
lizard named Tremolo. The party split for the second time, and Tremolo, and maybe the third, Tremolo and Nesbitt went to go do a little reconnaissance mission to find out a little bit more about Mr. Dick's headquarters, which are underneath his shop, his store, which is Dick's Skirts and Furs, where you can buy fur coats and elegant, luxurious skirts from a mock shark named Mr. Dick. They used a, uh, a, uh, a touch point named Ralph, somebody that they had already met, to see if he could give them some info, some intel on the inner workings of this place. They came back with a couple of different points of entry that they could get into this area to sneak in and get a hold of this asshole that is ruining their lives. But while that was happening, Sally was investigating something that she had run into all the way back in episode one. Is that right, Gail? Maybe in episode two. It was episode two. It was. Second episode. She ran into a park of strange children who were trying to protect what they refer to as their master. And their master seemed to be in a dirt plot in the ground. These children were creepy. And Gail, Sally, is trying to figure out if she can weaponize these creepy kids against their nemesis, Mr. Dick. And last episode, at the very end, we ended with these children performing some type of sing-along game involving a dagger and a snowman. And it ended with one child being the last child left, and the others watched on as he viciously stabbed this snowman. And the snow of the snowman started to turn red with blood. Sally sitting on a rooftop across the street witnesses this so gail sally what do you want to do i know you've been thinking about this for a week i want to cry word um i, I i'm shaking this this is really disturbing and all i can think is why, why did that, that bank of wayward youths take such, such a sweet guy like Barney and not take these motherfuckers um, and do something with them? Um, I, I think I'm sitting there wide-eyed and wide-mouthed and cannot ask, are they done stabbing it? Yeah. Okay. They, uh, they finish stabbing it, and then that child, the son has not fully set it hasn't receded past it is it is kissing the horizon creating that beautiful orange pink color in the sky so you still have not that it necessarily matters cuz this may not be what you think it is she's she was suspecting vampirism there was some suspicion of vampirism but if that is what you believe it to be you still have like an hour before that sun fully sets. Oh. And once those kids finish stabbing this snowman, 
they cheer, the child steps back, and they all sit down in a big circle around this plot and this snowman. In a big circle, they sit down in the snow and they get very still. And you realize that this normally very busy street is eerily quiet. Is this is this part of the street residential? Is it commercial? Is it So you're on a building that is about four stories high? Yeah. There's no other building nearby that is taller on this block. And so you're looking across the street at this park, and this park is sandwiched between two other buildings that are that are also four stories high. Red brick and the park stretches back a bit before it reaches another block okay. behind it of, of more building. But you're in the middle of the block. Okay. I, uh, since there's not really any buildings taller than mine, um, I kind of want to back up away from where the kids have been since it's still not sunset. And I want to look for other sort of fire escapes, like on the other side of the building. I, I want to, I, I want to, I'm not sure if, the way I came up is still visible to the park. The uh, fire escape mm-hmm. is on to like, if you're facing the park, it is to your right. Okay. And the building to your right is a two story building with a shop on the bottom and uh, apartments on the second floor. I think I'm going to climb down. Okay. And just kind of very quietly, I'm going to go look. I want to, look in the shop like look for the hours of operation that they got any like does it look open and does it just happen to not be busy have they shuttered everything up so are you trying how quiet are you trying to be like i am trying to be super quiet yeah because as you're like getting onto that metal grating Mm -hmm. just like like that first step you hear that kind of creak of the grating and you're now fully aware of like audio right now yeah. Which, if this street was busier, wouldn't yeah. be anything. So I need you to make a dexterity check, which is... What's your dexterity before we do it? 15. All right. In Bastion Land, she has a dexterity of 15. She's going to roll 3d6, and she needs to get under 15. Nine. Okay. You start sliding down this fire escape, quietly passing by the windows of a couple other apartments as you're going down. And you notice each one of these apartments have bars on the windows. You drop down into this alley. There's like trash cans. A, uh, a cat kind of jumps at your your presence and skitters off down the alley, away from the park. Mm-hmm. You look into the shop. And you can see that somebody is hurriedly closing up and they're drawing the windows on the opposite side of the building from you. And you can see they're drawing the shades down. They've already flipped the sign to close. I don't really mind being seen by the kids. I just don't want to be too noticeable. I, I, I do want to see if I can be seen by this person in the shop. Okay. Like, all right. So opposite of you, they're pulling those blinds down. They start crossing it. When they turn around, they see you in the window. And it is a white-haired, older gentleman, bristly mustache, overalls. He jumps 
back and and you guys can't like hear each other yeah and he's kind of like pointing at you like what are you doing and he points towards the door of the shop which would be on the street Mm -hmm. opposite the park yeah very quietly go he meets you at the door unlocks opens the door brings you inside ushers you inside uh what are you what are you what are you doing here i i i was just closes the door gently behind you i was just reading my paper here and um oh i think it's time you uh uh make your way on back to your uh residence uh i don't live nearby i those kids just stabbed a snowman and it bled and his his neck snaps looking out the window behind you and he draws like this long blind down the the length of the door don't worry about those children they are just playing a game okay so that's just a toy? It is just a simple snowman. No worries. Uh, but you okay. really should go home, though. Uh, okay. Why? And he, like, puts his hands on, on your shoulders. I'm telling you to go home. It's very important that you're not here. What about you? You're keeping me from also going home. I'm closing up my shop as it is. I would love to learn more about you and keep you company, but... Of course, I have a wife and family that uh, I would like to get home to immediately. Okay. And he, he rushes away from you and he's, he's like, wherever it is you need to be, please, by all means, make your way there before the sun sets. Why before the sun sets? <laughs> Ask so many questions. I appreciate your curiosity, but I assure you, in this case, curiosity is dangerous. Okay, well, I'll follow you out then. Of course. And he, he cleans out his register. And what, what kind of shop is this? It is a, a woodwright shop. Okay. You see a bunch of uh, cradles and canes. And the name of the shop is uh, Cradle to Cane. Oh, can I buy one of those canes real quick? I would appreciate your patronage on a, uh, a different time. But as you can see, we're closed. Okay. Um, is there one in particular you are <laughs> looking at? He says uh, as he's like thumbing through today's sales. Uh, is there is there a nice like black one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roll a d six for me. That is a one. Yes. Are you one. serious? Yes. Okay. What does that mean? <laughs> uh, it means that you are gonna find something really neat. Oh, I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> All right, roll a D4. One. Okay, this is what you find. Uh, You scan the room, and you see this bulky walking stick with a thick, uh, like, sledgehammer-type handle at the end. And there are carvings of mountains and storm clouds. It is incredibly intimidating. Like that one. Oh. Yeah, uh, you, I'm sure you don't have the funds for that right now. Uh, if you did, it would require a, a hefty amount of coin. Such a. I, I don't think I could part for it for less than a thousand. It's it's a one of a kind. There's no oh. other like it. It is the hammer of Orblarn. What does it do? It is a walking stick, my dear. It's to help prop you up whenever you feel weak 
when you've got a long journey, which you apparently do because you don't live around here. So, a thousand. I'd like this conversation to end in the next minute. You probably don't have a thousand on you. A thousand. Hurry. And you start digging out a thousand dollars? Yeah. <laughs> okay. You pull out a thousand and he's like, oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, this may be lucky or uh, this could be a, a terrible situation for both of us. We'll see. <laughs> And he starts uh, taking your money and looking at, like, looking at his fingers and flipping through the, the bills. He's like, um, the hammer of Orblarn is yours. All right. What is it like? Is it just, is it really, is it it's bulky? It's very heavy. It's and very it is heavy. bulky. Yes. All right. Strap my pitchfork to my back and then hold mine. It's like a light, light wood, like light colored wood. It's mm-hmm. very thick, very dense. And the, the hammerhead has kind of like a grip. Like grooves where your fingers can can fit into the the head oh, of this nice. kind of sledgehammer shaped head. I like that. Yeah, I feel fashionable already. Yeah, and he's like, "You look very intimidating." Thank you. And then, uh, all right, I'll follow you out. And he pockets your thousand, opens the uh, opens the door, locks behind, and he is like not looking across the street at the park. He turns around, looks at you, and he says, "Godspeed," and he. Ducks off down a corner. I am somewhat near the crazy mandolin and all that. Uh, it's a few blocks away. Is that is it east of me or west of me? West of you. It's west of me. That's what I thought. Um, which direction do I expect them to come from? From the east? Yes. Oh, you're, okay. You're speaking of Tremolo and Nezzy. Yes. You're expecting them to come from the east. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go east all right you start walking east now let's find out if tremolo and nesbitt are actually coming to you guys last session you were talking to ralph you looked at some floor plans and you were talking about trying to figure out a way to infiltrate mr dick's hideout under dick's skirts and furs And you recognize that there are two possible entry points. One is from the shop proper. And another is through a, uh, a traffic lane that is underground where shipments come in. You're in your carriage and you're riding back to get towards Sally. And you're figuring out what it is you want to do next. Who's driving? Nezzy Nezzy has to be driving. Oh, do I? Okay. Yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, no, that's fair. I was thinking it's like I probably don't want to be as visible. But you know what? I got a born to be wild jacket and a. That's right. You guys do have incredible disguises. (laughs) uh, Incredible disguises. And as you're moving through, uh, I forget. Do do I have a top hat too? Did I get that top hat? Yes. All right, I got a top hat too. Top hat and born to be wild. I have a toboggan, you know, winter yeah. cap over my helmet with the radio. No yeah, one's going to confuse through. me. You had to make like a little hole in the toboggan yeah. so that the, yeah. the radio antenna that's right. pokes through. No one's going to confuse me for a shirtless sailor that's wanted. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, of course. It would be wild. Yeah. So you guys are, are riding through. Traffic, horse carriage traffic slows down. And you can see that people are maneuvering around a construction site which is where the hackway uh, exploded 
Nezzy, where you fought a Bromidian alien robot and ran away with another alien's weapon. And this whole section of the hackway exploded. And you can see, um, like, they look like old-timey um, police vans from, like, the 1920s and 30s that say Dynamic Industries on it. And those people are working to clear away all of this debris and rubble from the explosion. Nesbit, look there. That's who we need to talk to. I don't know if I want to get too close. This is the scene of the crime. They, they think I, I'm somehow the wanted man for blowing this up. But we both know, I I, I, I mean, I, I didn't have bombs. You had bombs. And plus, your bombs couldn't do something like this. Uh, no. I know you don't believe me, Tremolo, but... Oh, this is where you wrestled an alien? This is where the Bromidian nearly turned me to goo. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. So this is I where barely you had your with mental breakdown. Nice. Um, well, we really should speak with these people, what the no. uh, dynamic industry... We, we have to f- find out how to get to that tunnel and how the tunnel works. How, I, do, I how agree. do the robots I, work? I don't know if we're going to get that from a dynamic industries van. We probably need to go to dynamic industries. Try and hijack one of those automatons? Uh doohickeys that uh, Ralph spoke of. I would say that most of those men look rather like uh, blue-collar folk. And if there's anyone I know who could talk up a blue-collar talk, that would be you, Nesbit. Gosh. Can, can you see my tattoo at all? Is the scarf covering it? Oh, no. It's covered fully. Beautiful scarf. I can't believe I'm going to talk to a person that is rebuilding something. That they think I blew up. Now this you uh, may, you may, you may want to try to put on another voice just to to cover yourself fully, shroud yourself in character. <clears throat> <laughs> Hello there, Governor. <clears throat> <clears throat> maybe another. Uh, uh, <laughs> maybe another wh- that looks like it would come from your face. <laughs> well, hello there, partner. Very nice, yes. Uh, yeah? Does that sound believable? Okay. Yes, really amping up the blue collar. I love it. Uh, okay. You all are riding, uh, and you can hear like other carriage people like yelling. And what they're yelling at is a group of people standing across the street from this section of the hackway that's exploded. And they're holding like candles. And they look like they're in some kind of vigil for the hackway. And uh, there's a there's a man in this uh, blue coat with tails and blue slacks that seem to shimmer. And he has a top hat that has a light bulb right in the center of it at the front that's lit. And he's talking to this group of people with the uh, the candles. And you, he sounds like he's proselytizing to these people about how dynamic industries will rebuild it stronger than ever before are we aware of what group this could be uh yeah 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 there's signs all over of uh what looks like a um a light bulb that's lit up and it says believe in the current 
And this is the refrain of the Church of the New Modernity. Okay. It is a group that has uh, treated technological advancements as um, religious gifts that will save humanity. So do they believe in the science behind these advancements or do they believe that this is some yes. sort of, they do. Okay. Yes. So it's kind of like a scientific religion of sorts. Like the intelligence is divinity. Okay. Got it. Oh man. My face is on the newspaper. I, I don't know if I want to be seen right now, but we gotta, we gotta get some answers to some questions. Should I pull this over? Yes. And I can watch the cart. Uh, if you lie while you walk over, I mean, if we're yeah. worried about anyone uh, trying to take the cart, if we're not, then I'll go along with you. But I kind of feel like I'm a little recognizable as well. You can hide in your scarf. Uh, is is Tremolo's face in the paper? Like, are, are, do we know of people looking for Tremolo? No, nobody's really spoken about Tremolo or Sally as being yeah. um, accomplices to this. I, th- I think I'd be more comfortable with you by my side. I'm, I'm just worried about getting recognized in a fight breaking out. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I'll pull the cart over. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love, I'm just leaning into it. Like you guys pull the cart so that this carriage like goes up onto the curb of this sidewalk and you back it up so that it, it fits between two other carriages <laughs> yeah, that are also parking. parked <laughs> yeah. uh, on the side of the street. <clears throat> And um, you can hear this guy yelling about uh, don't don't let these Philistines talk down to us. They don't understand the importance of the work that is going on here today. And you come off your steps and you start to make your way. Where would you like to go? Do we see like some guy by like the dynamic industries van or anything like a a potential employee of the company there? You see. like this van seems to have just like just arrived mm. and a, uh, a woman steps out of the passenger door. She's got dark hair, bronze skin, and her hair's tied back. She has like a white lab coat, some tags hanging from her uh, breast pocket. And when she steps out, you hear this group, you hear them like cheer when she steps out and she uh, gives a very polite wave across the street and starts to make her way to the back of the van. She opens those double doors and she's digging around in the back of the van for something that you can't see. Why, hello there, madam. You seem to be quite a celebrity, these people. She like hops up and like (laughs) startles herself. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, what? Huh? What is happening right now? You're coming at me very big. My apologies, madam. My friend and I live a couple blocks from here, and that boy did that explosion the other day give us quite a fright. Oh, yes. Well, I assure you that whatever it is that um, caused this malfunction, we're looking into it, and we believe that it is a isolated incident uh, due to um, some uh, terrorist action. Um, I'm sure you've read the papers. I uh, have read the papers, but, but you know, I, I've been hearing the strangest stories in the neighborhood, the strangest stories well you know take it with a grain of salt i suppose uh if you mind i we're in the middle of moving some uh debris and i'd like to get this done before uh supper time if you don't mind i you know i i heard of a couple people that said they saw the explosion 
they said that there was something, what, what did they say? Some sort of gigantic metal creature that was there. Have you heard anything about that? Point of order. You have several items. They're in the cur- are a little while. Yeah, I, 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 I left, I left all but my hook. So the hook I have kind of tucked in in my pants, but I did leave my bag in the carriage. So under your jacket, your born to be wild jacket, you have this hook that is yeah. like hooked through the pant loop, right? And your squid bag, which has a rifle, some type of alien technology rifle, and your shield are back in that carriage. Right. Correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. We can proceed then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a fair point of order. Uh, okay. So she, you just said uh, that there was like people said they saw some kind of mechanical creature, right? Right. And she says, you know, people listen. People like to talk and make up stories. I'm sure you've made up a story or two in your time. So probably just children tales, uh, maybe something they heard on the radio, something they've read in one of those science fiction, uh, magazines with those, uh, salacious stories, uh, the flights of fancy. So, uh, if you don't mind. Like the one you read, Nessie. Well, I do happen to be purveyor of some stories, but, uh, uh, no, that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about pure rumor. Nezi, is it? It is. It's short for Nezariah. Short for Nezariah. <laughs> He's a cowboy. Yeah. Yeehaw. Now is the point where Nesbitt needs to make a charisma check. And David. Yeah. Unfortunately, you're in not your element. You're not behaving the way you normally do. Yeah. You're having to put on a, a character. Mm-hmm. And you're in a gregariously ugly outfit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're going to roll at a disadvantage. And the way I'm going to do this, because uh, I was thinking about this, and I think the way we're going to do this, you're going to roll 4d6. And we're going to take the three highest. The three highest. Okay. Yeah. All right. What is your charisma? 13. 13. All right. We have a five, a three, a two, and a two. So that is going to be 10. There you go. As the highest. Okay. There we go. That is a success. She says, Nezariah, that was my grandfather's name. <laughs> you don't meet too many Nezariahs. That's fantastic. Listen, you look like a uh, strong individual. You work with your hands. Is that accurate? I, I have calluses every day of my life. That's right. Could you come with me and help me move? We're, we're trying to move this piece of debris that's blocking a hatch. It's very important for us to get into this uh, hatch because it allows us to work on the dynamo. The dynamo beating, being the, uh, the engine that makes the hackway run in this area. Well, I am more than happy to be of assistance. Yes, I will be of assistance as well. What do you need me to do? We will come up with, uh, oh, as a matter of fact, and she pulls out this box, this metal box. It kind of looks like, in modern times, it would look like kind of like a, a square microwave. But it's got a little uh, round head on top of it and these like traction feet 
under on the bottom and she sets it in your hands and she says, could you carry this? Absolutely. Please be careful. I, I, I will use the utmost care. And she starts to lead you all through this exploded 60 foot section of the hackway. There's people with cranes moving walls and you can see that off in the distance around a, towards a curve where the hackway is sectioned off and that there are hacks still going, but they're having to do a turnaround. So it's turned into a, like, like a, a two lane hackway now mm. where it used to just go in a loop counterclockwise. Now it's really slow because they're like, they're taking up half the space and they're having to do this like turnaround and loop back. And you just hear like a lot of people complaining on both sides of you. Right. And you start working, uh, walking your way towards, um, the inside section of the track where there's that, there was that chain link fence and there was that large round whirring object behind the fence, behind that door. If you recall, Nezzy, when you were in that fight, mm. Yeah, that round object is a dynamo and a lot of its work a lot of the access panels are underneath it under the floor and you can see a section of wall of ceiling that has fallen around in this area and there's people working trying to remove stuff and um, she says I hope there's room for another pair of strong hands uh, this man was named after my grandfather <laughs> and he was a very strong man <laughs> and um there's some guys who's like uh and they see you like born to be wild jacket with the gold sequins and everything and um they're like you want to take your hat off first pal oh no it was my grandfather's hat actually i i never i never take it off <laughs> have it your it's way lucky. jeez and uh you go to help these people move and shift this large chunk of debris and it reveals this circular hatch has one of those vault like handles on it and she's like thank goodness let's see if we can figure out how much damage has been done there is a slot under the handle and she pulls out a card from her breast pocket and the card has holes in it like a punch card and they're like little square holes through it and she slides it into this slot and you hear a lot of clicking after a series of clicking, the vault handle spins and she's able to receive the card back. She puts it in her breast pocket and opens the vault door. You see a ladder going down into the darkness. Well, by golly, I have not seen a ladder go down that deep. What's down that hole, madam? The uh, access panels for the, the dynamo that you're looking at here are, are down here and uh, we need to see if there's any... Uh, internal damage to the circuitry well that looks like a me-shaped hole do you need a hand of course i'm going to go down first and you can hand me the object you're carrying oh yes and she climbs down she reaches up for you to hand her this uh kind of microwave shaped object she takes it from you thank you for your help oh you're very welcome well good day are you just rebuilding the hackway the way it was or uh are all these uh these newfangled worshippers worshiping the something new that you're going to be doing to this part. Oh, um, they're, uh, well, 
we're going to try and build it back better than it was, of course, but um, their expectations may be a little um, lofty. Does anyone have a light? She could use a light. And all the the other men that are around there, do any of them have some sort of a light on them? Yeah, one of them has like a belt and they have like a, a lantern. Okay, so I'd take that from him. I'll hold this for you while while you work. And I start going down the ladder. Oh, yeah. thank you. Uh, we have lights down here, but I just realized that they wouldn't be working because of the, the, the power outage. Very astute mind of yours. Uh, we have both uh, Nezariah and I are very handy, very helpful folk. We love to lend a hand when we can. Of course. Peeking down the ladder more to see if it goes to the underground tunnels. Yeah, it goes down deep. And when you guys hit the bottom, it goes down about 20 feet. And uh, when you get to the bottom, you can see tunnels that lead that lead in both directions. And she says there's there's many dynamos throughout the hackway. And this, this uh, access tunnel allows us to get to all of them. In fact, uh, we have... You're getting a sneak peek had some of our handiwork down here. I have to say that I'm very proud of it. We have little robots that are able to help us work out here. Robots. <laughs> wow. wow. That sounds grand. Here, uh, shine the light over here. And she points over in a direction and you shine this light on this door that's a, that has like, you know, high voltage stay out. And it has another one of these placements for, for her card, her punch card. She inserts it you hear more clicking sounds and she's able to open the door. That is a funny little key. I've never seen one like that. That works for all the little doors around here? My, mine does, yes, because I'm... <laughs> I, I'm I'm kind of important. Uh, high-ranking um, oh. engineer in the company. Uh, it's very noticeable. You wear it well. <laughs> oh. uh, I, I try not to be too proud. I have never exited a van in my life and received a Applause like you did. It's it's amazing what what respect you carry. I try not to let it get to my head. I have a sign over my bed that I wake up to every morning that says stay humble. A noble sign. Yes. You do a great job at it. You know, I find that when you're like really, really talented, like exceptionally talented, it's important that you stay humble. Anyways. Do, do you think that terrorist was, was do you think that terrorist was trying to blow up one of these dynamos oh my and she turns and she's she's a little darker when you say that there are many in this city that do not value the progress that dynamic industries provides it is unfortunate but it is a reality Mm-mm-mm. and whenever i find this individual this nesbit oh the name it's going to haunt me forever i hate it just having it in my mouth Fills me with bile and disgust. She I'm, spits it, spits it out again. Nesbit. By golly, I'm nearly Filthy. ashamed to share the first syllable. What a shame! I know. And my grandfather shares the same syllable. Selling mm. the Nez. Tragic. And she goes and opens this door, and inside, you see um, little automatons. These little figures made of metal they look like if you took a paper clip and folded it into a human shape but like they're about three feet tall so it'd be a big paper clip but imagine a paper clip 
and trying to twist it so that it looks like a human being. So basically just like thick wire. Yeah, shaped like, like huge a thick human. wire. And they have fingers and they're like touching different objects and you see like sparks flying. And she's like, yes, yes, excuse me. Mother's home, mother's home. Don't worry. There's about 10 of them. And they spread out and make room. And she takes that object and she takes it over to a desk and she undoes some wires and plugs this object into this access panel that's in the seal. And it lights up and she's essentially doing a diagnostics check. So do these robots uh, stay down here all the time? Oh, yes. Yes, they work here, but they don't know what's happened above. Uh, They require input. And if you don't input the new information, then they're prone to make mistakes. So they're working on things that they don't know how broken they are exactly upstairs. That's why they seem a little frustrated. Isn't that right? James. And she caresses one of them on the side of the cheek, or where her cheek would be. Don't fret, little James. It's going to be okay. By golly, I've never seen anything like this in my life. Do, do these little uh, robots have personalities? Or do they just do what you tell them? I believe they have personality. Some of my colleagues do not share this belief, but I believe that not only they have personalities, but they don't just do what I tell them because I told them and they are artificial creatures, but because they want to do what I tell them. They love it, don't they? She takes a couple more and they hug her. They love it so much. Ain't that just magical? Now, how, now... I'm just curious how how to how exactly do you control them? Is it just because uh, you tell them what to do, or is is there some sort of you know newfangled technology that allows you to do such? And she turns and she almost touches your cheek, sweet, sweet summer child. I cannot share with you all the detail of dynamic industries. I'm already breaking so many rules for you and your lovely friend. Just take in what you're seeing here today and let that be enough. I'll never forget it. It is so grand, all of this, to think this has been here the whole time and we had no idea. Do you... I I almost feel odd asking, because, I mean, this is a great gift in and of itself, but you wouldn't happen to need more workers at Dynamic Industries. You would need someone to help you in your daily uh, routine, would you? Uh, this is all so interesting. And as she's she's continuing work with this diagnostic device, and it starts printing out paper of numbers, and she turns and she says, I've always wanted an assistant. Is that odd? I've always felt I was assistant-sized. Is that odd? I'm not sure what it means, but if it's odd, then I don't want to be unodd. Let's be odd together. Now you need to make a charisma check to see if you can get this job. Okay. And I'm rolling 3d6? 3d6, and you're trying to get under your charisma score, which is... Is it with no. <laughs> no? She just she's in. She said, "I want to be odd together. I don't want to be." I think that was the hardest that uh, Tremolo's ever leaned into something. He's usually yeah. pretty cool, but he's really leaning into this. So, uh, uh, charisma. My charisma is at ten. Okay, I rolled a thirteen. 
I don't want to be unawed, she says. And then you feel her, like, shake. You see her shake a little bit. And she goes, but unfortunately, I don't know your qualifications. We have a standard, and I'm sure that you could meet them, but you're going to have to go through the proper channels. I can't just be hiring my own assistants. Yes. Oh, I I understand. Yes. Yeah, where exactly is uh, Dynamic Industries headquarters? You know, I recently sold my ranch and, uh, you know, pursuing a, a, a career in technology just seems like the, the right thing for the progress of the city, if you know what I mean. That's a good idea. I think that's a great idea. Those old ways, they're dead. The uh, Dynamic Industries, it's, uh, it's located... Um, have you ever been on the Travelator? I don't think we have, have we? <laughs> I don't know no, you is. haven't. No, okay. You haven't. <clears throat> uh... No, I don't believe I have. I think I saw something about that in the paper, though. Yeah. And the Travelator is is a pathway. It's like a, a moving sidewalk that you get on, and it takes you through a neighborhood that is one of the more wealthy neighborhoods in the city. Uh, probably the wealthiest neighborhood in the city. And she says, it's on the way. It's it's kind of a um, an attraction if you will, not my words, their words, and she mm. gestures to the sky towards the rest of the citizenry of, of Hackway Heights. Well, by golly, we, we, we better pay Dynamic Industries uh, a visit at some point. I, I am just so blown away by the work that you do. It is remarkable. Your grandfather would be, would be very proud. I know he would, he tells me, every other Tuesday. everybody before we get to the rest of this episode i just wanted to take a minute to ask for your support gail and i really love making this podcast and we really love playing with our friends and telling stories and all the stuff we've been doing on youtube and if you're listening at home and thinking you'd like to give us a little token of appreciation you absolutely can just open up another tab and go to patreon.com slash get out of depth and you can lend us a hand monetarily We're trying to make our content here better while paying any artists that we have involved. Any money made from the Patreon, it goes back into the production of content like this show. So if you head over to patreon.com slash getoutofdepth, you can help us make all of this stuff better. And we don't have much to offer other than the product you're listening to now and our eternal gratitude, but who knows, as support for our content grows, so shall our capacity to reward those who've given us a hand and you can be a part of that by going to patreon.com slash get out of depth and signing up for any tier that you feel comfortable with thank you all so much for listening this far holy shit and uh now that we've gotten all of this stuff out of the way let's get back to the rest of the episode
Sally is walking down a darkening road. I, w- I want to stay inside the park, but I also want to see if I can see living human beings walking around somewhere. If that makes sense. Like, yeah, you kind of like meander about this block and you can see all the lights are off. There's no lanterns, nothing. Yeah, lights and off. Looking up, you start to see or you start to feel the shadows of the buildings as the sun sets. And from behind you, you hear this cheer of the children. You hear them all shouting, he's here, he's here. And then you start to hear footsteps in the snow behind you. When you turn around to look. You see them scatter out onto the streets like rats. You turn around and you see these children scurry out into the alleys. They're ducking through the alleys and they're running. And it's only a moment that you see them and then they're gone. And there's a beat of silence. And another beat of silence. And then you start to hear footsteps in the snow. And you see, coming from the park, a young, blonde-haired child. Big, red cheeks. And a blue button-up shirt tucked into black slacks, black suspenders, child is maybe about 10 years old you realize the red on his cheeks is not blushing it is the smears of blood he walks out into the center of the road and he turns down the street and with a chubby little finger he points in your direction who dares walks at night on my block sally sally do you want to play a game with me Depends on the game. And he turns his fingers, curls them, crooking them towards you to come down the street to him. Come join me in the park, Sally, where we can play our game. No, I gotta go this way, thanks. You have fun. Sally. Sally. Don't turn away from me. I need you to make a charisma save. What is a charisma save? <laughs> Same as a check. Okay. Hmm. Oh, come on. Shiza. Oh, that's the highest I've rolled in a while. That's a 13. And your charisma is? Nine. Nine. You are frozen to the spot when you hear his voice echo in your mind. And he gestures for you to keep walking and you are compelled to do so you start walking down the street and you get to about four feet away from him and you start to feel your mind uncloud a little bit i'm so glad you decided to play the game with me sally come on and he reaches out for your hand his hand he starts to pull you into the park and it's just the two of you you can see on the ground There is where that dirt plot was is now a gaping hole and you can see where the snowman is. It's a mess of snow, blood, and a body 
that was inside of it that has now been eviscerated? Um, I, I still feel like I'm myself, like I'm... It's a little shaky. Okay. okay. I, uh, I say, you know, I, I've got some friends that might want to play. And he turns? Yes? Are they coming? I, I, I was, um, looking at this beautiful park and... I was thinking that we would play some games here. I was I was just checking it out. Um, I was going to do it maybe uh, tomorrow or night or the next. So I don't... Uh, mm-hmm. I tell you what, Sally. How about we play a game now? And you can learn about all the great hiding spots in Gossamer Park. Yeah. And then when your friends come to play... We'll know where the best places to hide are. Doesn't that sound delightful? Yeah. So, so I could, um, when we're done, I can go get my friends and bring them here. Oh, yes. You're going to bring all your friends here. And we're all going to play so many games. I love games. Yeah. Sally. Yeah. You see that tree over there? Uh Uh-huh. I want you to go stand by that tree and close your eyes and count to ten. And we're going to play hide and seek. I'm going to hide. And you have to come find me. But when you're counting, you cannot peek. Don't peek. Make another charisma check. Mm You start to make your way over to the tree and you put your head against the bark, the uh, the fog of your breath, making its way through your fingertips as you start to count to ten. And for a moment you hear the little pitter-patter of feet through the snow and then you don't hear them anymore and you just hear the sound of a child giggling (laughs) echoing through Gossamer Park. Nine... Ten. Ready or not, here I come. You look around and you can see like a, a a kind of jungle gym made out of iron, blue iron. And it's got like monkey bars and it has a, a little slide and a series of three swings. And each of those swings are slowly drifting at different rhythms in the air, causing a little bit of a squeak from the chains. Were they moving before? You don't recall. Do I see where he was and where his footsteps in the snow went. You look around and you can see several series of small footsteps. However, there are a lot of footsteps in this park from where the kids have been playing. But these look reasonably fresh. I follow those. Alright. You follow those footsteps and where this jungle gym is there's a platform about four feet up so that kids can climb up and swing. And under that platform is a wall that has a circular tunnel in it. The little kids can crawl through and come out the other side of the jungle gym. And these footsteps lead directly to that tunnel. Mm, I want to go. Can I go? I, I kneel down to look down the tunnel. You kneel down and the tunnel extends about six feet. It's not very long. Mm-hmm. And you look down in, in the dark. The sun's gone now. Lit by the moon reflecting off of the snow. You see nothing. I, uh, uh, I start, uh walking um go to stand up mm-hmm. when you stand up after looking into this tunnel you look up and the child is standing on the platform 
and it leaps on top of you. What's your hit protection? Four. I rolled a two. So you're able to duck away from this child that is now bearing its fangs. Its eyes have turned into blood red slits. What do you want to do right now? I want to grab it by the neck on top of me and it's not on top oh, it's not of on top. you, you moved out of the way right because like we're talking about hip protection yeah. hip protection being the, the way bastion land works with hip protection is that you don't get hit until that number hits zero so you were able to duck out of the way of this guy you're on equal footing right next to each other how far away is he from me he's right next to you um, i want to swing this hammer like almost like golf club style up his right. chin you go to swing this hammer mm-hmm. of Orblon. You get to roll. The way this weapon's damage works is that you roll 2d10. Oh. You don't take the combined. You take the highest. Okay. The higher was six. All right. You go to swing this hammer, and it ducks under, and you miss. And it is going to leap back at you again. I rolled a one. Okay. It comes at you and you deflect him off with this massive hammer of Orblarn, right? You kind of Mm -hmm. like hold it up and push him back. And he says, this is such a fun game. I love it when they fight. I'm swinging it like a baseball bat this time. Yeah, just like (laughs) crack at it. Yeah, go for it again. Okay. A six again. This time, the hammer of Orblarn connects but when it does it explodes into splinters oh my gosh there's a thousand dollars down the tips yeah (laughs) (laughs) this you take this hammer and the head of this hammer cracks this 10 year old cherubic child right across the temple and the whole thing explodes into splinters and it hits the ground Half of its face has been like peeled back and it's hanging from its uh its bones and, and musculature. It's like red, it's it's blood on the inside is like black and it's like gooey, uh like thick, and it's like clinging to the snow under its face. And it says, play rough. But now you have these huge splinters around you. I grab one and I wanna go for the heart. Yeah, you're going to go for it? Say too, yes. All right, I'm going to make a save. Okay. To see if I can get out of the way. Oh. He rolls over, and you come down with this splinter towards his heart. And he says, Mom. And you drive it into his chest. His eyes bulge. You can see these blue veins in what's left of his uh, face, like on the one half. And... He starts to scream, and then you hear a cacophony of screams throughout this area of all the other children that were out there prowling the streets as this child turns to dust. I, I, I grab the other splinter, and I, I start running. Okay, you have this uh, splinter in your hand, and you're running down the street as fast as you can. I want you to make another dex check. Uh, oh, oh, shoot. 
Oh, that is it's right under uh, 13. That's right. Dexterity is your best at, right? Yes. You rush off down the street, running as fast as you can. You have blood from this child's face, like black stains all over your jacket. You had like a fur coat or something, right? Yeah. What was it? How did yeah, you describe or, it? Was it like a Cruella de Vil kind of thing going on? or? Yeah, but it, no, that wasn't the fur, though. I think we put on like a pink fur coat to disguise okay. me. Um, but it, it's yeah. just thick clothes. Yeah, big clothes. Yeah. Bulky. You're running down this dark street and you're wondering where the fuck are your friends? Where are you? Meanwhile, Tremolo and Nezzy are being ushered off by uh, Felina, who is the name of the woman that we never said, uh, as she is leading you all back upstairs. Thank you all so much for your help. I really do appreciate it. Well, madam, it was our pleasure. Great to hear. I knew it would be. Uh, Do check out the... Dynamic Industries, if you can afford to get onto the Travelator, it is for the posher class, uh, not my words. And she says, I'm sure that if you are able to put in a uh, a resume, then I will be able to put in a word for, what was your name again? Uh, uh, my name? Yes. <laughs> Thank you for asking. Um, uh, I wasn't quite sure the, the, the way that you spoke earlier if you are actually interested in me being your assistant um so uh i, I just don't have the ability to hire you if i could i would hire you and a hundred like you right. but Thank um you. it's not really up to me well I, I will definitely do that um you wouldn't have an application in your van would you let me roll to see if she would have an application in her van <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I uh, I don't dabble in that. Um, but if you just make your way to uh, Dynamic Industries and tell them your name is, and she points at you again. <laughs> Any name will do. Trey. That's what you came up with. Uh, Trey. Trey. No, this is what Tremolo came up with. I was like, I'm like, I'm like, what would he, what, what can I get? Like, hell, he's not, he would not be a yeah. good liar. It's, it's very on brand for Tremolo, who has thus far tried to cover for all of his friends by calling Sally Sal and Nesbit Nezzy and now himself Trey. Yeah. Hey, um, he did come up with Nezariah to cover. He <laughs> did do that. That was peak, peak Tremolo subterfuge. You uh, say Trey, and she goes, Trey, that's a name, yes? And I will make sure that somebody is looking for you. Thank you very much. Uh, do you have a last name? Um, I remember uh, your name is Felina, but do you have a last name so I could put you down as a reference? Yes. My name is Felina. Long pause. Yeah, we've just had the <laughs> last five to... minutes of both of us trying to think of names. I have to suck out this pause. I was, really, I was really like, I like Felina. What a good name. We'll just stick with Felina because that's just, how they'll remember. They'll be like, Felina, yeah. just call her Felina. And then you're like, what's that last name? And I'm like, Mm. I don't know. I don't know. And I was just going to look. I was like looking around. I was like, her last name is Heights, 
No, Video. <laughs> Wait. Uh, can't. Diagonally. In, I'm, I'm just like reading. I'm just like reading shit off of the uh, off the screen. I like lamp. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> Canon T3i is her name. Uh, no, her name is um, Felina Robertson. <laughs> are, are we still down in the tunnel, or as no? You guys are upstairs now. So are are we around a lot of people? Yeah, there's people. They're like packing up for the day because it's now nighttime. The sun has set. Oh, thank you, Felina. Uh, I'm so excited. I, I'll, I'm going to get right over there and, and put my application in, and and I'm going to use you for a reference. Uh, uh, remember, listen for my name, Trey, uh, Trayston, and yes. um, uh, and, and I will remember that because my name is Felina Robertson, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Trey, Trayston. Um, so, uh, when you hear my name come down the pipeline, um, oh, wow. I, I'm, I'm very excited of the possibility of, of working with you and your robots. Um, you can teach me so much. I, I'm, I'm very, I'm very glad we could be of your assistance today. And we're out of the hole at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. You guys are upstairs. You're watching people pack up. It's, yeah, yeah. We're not in the hole anymore. Great. <laughs> Well, and she um, says yes, 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 and she's. You're at the van now. She's yeah, locking up. While, while we're leaving, I, I do wonder. I heard a few loud noises while we were down there, and that seemed like very large tunnels. Are there? Is there machinery? You know, other than your small robots going through those tunnels. Do you do you all drive down there? Oh no, you're talking about the uh, the pit. I. I don't know. The pit. And are you like feigning like you have no idea what this woman's talking about? Is that what you called? Oh, that is what you called it. The, I just remembered the, the long name. <laughs> Premium Industrial Transport Tunnel. Yeah. Uh, I forgot <laughs> the long name. and just called it the pit, which is why I came um, up with pit. Now, I guess I've thought of it a few times and I couldn't. I couldn't remember the way you talked about it. It seems elite. But is it so elite that it would be odd for us to know about it? Is what Ooh, I was trying to okay. figure out. Yeah. Um, you're right. It would be weird if you knew about it. Yeah. Maybe not. It's not necessarily Nezariah, since he's supposed to have like he sold his ranch or something. Or he's trying to act like That's he's right. a high roller. We're maybe top he would now. know somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, guy. I'm wearing a top hat now. Okay. <laughs> uh, she says, "No, there's um, some of the some of our robots. Uh, they they do move through the the tunnels here, but they're mostly constricted to the loop of the hackway." Hey, but the um, you were saying the the pit is a a place where is that what I was hearing? I guess maybe the loud noises every once in a while. Oh, uh. The, uh Never mind that. Okay. Well, uh, I have to be off. Um, thank you all again for such a pleasant uh, conversation while I was doing this very dry work. Thank you so much for this enlightening experience. And I give her a big hug <laughs> and try and take the key out of her breast pocket. Oh, my gosh. All right. 
David, what is your dexterity? It's not great. Nope. It's not. It's nine. It's nine. You're going to roll regular. You're doing the old bump and bump and pull. I get it. So roll a roll three D six and get under a nine. What could be simpler? Isn't nine the average? It's exactly nine. All right. You got it. And I don't, I do, do I? Oh, okay. Nine. I'll get it. Okay. It's exactly nine. It's a four, three and a two. Because I do, because I do the D sixes instead of a D 20. I give people the tie, right? Because the odds are worse with 3d6, and I don't want to make it too bad. Mm -hmm. You make it on a nine, and you're going to slip this punch card out of her breast pocket without her thinking that you're doing something untoward. And um, she kind of um, smiles pleasantly, and you hear behind you a group of people losing their mind. He touched her. What? She's grazed him. <laughs> grazed them both. <laughs> and those vigil uh, church of uh, the new modernity people are like agape, mouths agape, just wide eyed, staring at the two of you. And she goes, well done, said Javi, I guess. And she makes her way back into the van, um, a little blushing, a little flushed. And uh, a driver slams the door. And they pull off. Yeah. As they pull off, the guy in the blue coat tails has the uh, light bulb in the top hat facing forward, the lights shining at you. And he starts like stepping towards you. And he says, <laughs> Is he high stepping? Oh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> friend, friend. Hey, how's it going? And he holds out his hand. Well, we're, we're doing quite well. What's with all the commotion? And his hand is still hanging in the air. Well, here you go. Shake his hand. Oh, and he smells his hand. <laughs> I covered my mouth as I was like speaking to the microphone. Bad mic <laughs> presence. Uh, he smells his hand. How do you know Felina? Well, uh, my name is the same as your grandfather's. Of course. Uh, Nazariah? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Of course, that guy knows. (laughs) (laughs) First, middle, and last. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how blessed you must be to be born with the same name as her grandfather. She thinks about him all the time. He is a huge influence on her work. She and I go way back. And he opens up his jacket and pulls out a manila folder and he starts flipping through it. I don't have... You in here. I don't know how you fit in. I, I, I'm uh, sorry. I'm, I'm not familiar with you, the second Nezariah, in her life. This yes, is yes. A, a surprise. We, we happened to go to school together, and by golly, if you want to know something secret, she was my first kiss. And he sucks in this air. It holds in his chest, and he lets it out, and he kind of like stiffens up a little bit. Okay, sir. Well, um, yes, well. You know, her uh, body, her choice, I guess. <laughs> and she was probably very young and impetuous, uh, hadn't really come into her own, uh, her mind probably not fully shaped when uh, she kissed. Um, it's neither here nor there. It doesn't matter exactly. And he's like stuffing the manila folder back into his jacket. Come join us. And he starts to 
uh, usher you all over to the visual. Actually, Tremolo, that whole time that was happening, Tremolo, he's not for otherworldly shit. So right when this <laughs> guy's talking some religious shit, he just like slunk off to the carriage. And okay. so now he's trying to whistle for, yeah. for Nezzy. This guy's like sliding his hand around your shoulder, Nezzy. And Nezzy, you look down to see where Tremolo is right next to you. He's not there. And then you look up and Tremolo's head sticking out the carriage door, like trying to whistle. Sir, it was a pleasure to meet you, but I actually have some very important business to attend to. I wouldn't want to keep Felina waiting. Oh, so it wasn't just a childhood, a childhood, uh, no, well, I, you, know, you, you know, sometimes someone of her stature needs a trusted confidant to be able to rely on. That's all. Of course. I, um, I thought that, uh, I had put in the hours and, uh, that that trusted confidant would be me. I suppose that is not the case. I'll tell you what, what would you like me to tell? Would you tell her something from me? Absolutely. From my lips to your lips to her ears? If you have something important to say, I will make sure she hears it. Oh, you've put a terrible, terrible, terrible choice in front of me. So many things that I want to say to her, but what could I tell her now? I only have one chance. Think, Aesop, think. What do you want her to know most? Oh. In the background, Chamola's still whisper, whistling. Like, cloth on cloth whistling. <laughs> cloth on whistles. cloth whistling. <laughs> <laughs> Says, no, no, there's no air even, right? So it's just, right. it's just nothing. It's, it's just, just muffled. nibbling on his fingers. Yeah, it's just mu- <laughs> like, just for those of you at home, just take your collar of your shirt and just take your lips and kind of like mouth it for a little bit. And that's the sound that's coming, you know, 60 feet away from Tremolo. <laughs> yeah. that, if you're listening to the podcast version, I'm going to put it in there, but it's going to be so low. Yeah. yeah. You probably won't hear it. But then... Then when that's not working, he starts clapping his hands, which are like two little pillows. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> two little yeah. pillows to just, Yeah. If you're listening at home, grab a pair of mittens from your child's closet and just slap those together. And that's the sound that Tremolo is making right now. And Aesop says, I thank you for this. I want her to know that Aesop is always her humble servant. He only asks that she requests his service. Only And request. I think her lips mm. are absolutely divine. Wait, no. Edit that part out. Strike it from the record. End it with the service part. That was very professional of me. Some things can't be unsaid. Nezariah, please. <laughs> I beg of you, keep it clean. I only have one chance. Of course, Aesop. Thank I'll you. I'll deliver your message. And you start walking off and he turns around to his vigil and he says, Nezariah will deliver the message of Aesop to Felina. Make way for his carriage. And they start to like move out of the way so that you and Tremolo can start riding off. I, I haven't uh, left Prick alone in quite some time, so I nervously check my bag and make sure Prick yeah. and my other belongings are there. Yeah. All your belongings are there. You start to ride off, and they're waving. I give him a very polite wave. Remember his name, Nezariah. Take note of his face. It's an important face. (laughs) 
Never forget it. <laughs> Never forget that face. <laughs> Look for it everywhere, for he is of great import. Should you see it in a shop window or a street corner or on the front page of a newspaper? Or on a wanted sign. <laughs> identify it immediately. I don't think I can wear a top hat anymore. <laughs> We're going to have to get a new costume <laughs> every day. I'm going to have to come up with like a chart, a table for costumes for you. Be like, <laughs> what, right, we find, yeah. what do we get today? And I'll yeah. roll on it every day. Well, today it's a mail carry hat with a little romper <laughs> and uh, a pair of thick gloves. <laughs> real... What's the accent that goes along with that? Because it can't be a cowboy anymore either. <laughs> there went cowboy. We're going to dig cowboy deep on Nez's skill. Two large scarf is out. I love that you tried to make the cowboy work with the top hat being be, be, like, <laughs> I sold my farm and I'm going to be a big time, you know, that's right. Aristocrat Gotta up here. Technology. <laughs> I'm going to be the Monopoly man. <laughs> uh, I'm a man of the earth that has a love yeah. for technology now. Don't yeah. you question it. I'm going to consider this your encounter for the day for travels. Okay. So I'm not going to make you roll, um, but you start riding off to go find Sally. As you all are doing that, Gail, you're running down the street and you can hear footsteps all around you echoing off of the alleyways and walls. What are you trying to do right now? I'm trying to get out of the territory. I'm trying to, I feel, I feel like there is a territory, like, you know, not all of Hackway Heights is shut down at night. Not all of Bastion is. So there has to be a limit. And so I'm running because I'm a real good runner. Yeah. I'm running my heart out. Just okay. uh, east, I believe. All right. You're running and we already had you run, right? We already did the check, the dexterity check. Yes. For escaping, you, you made that. Yes. Yes. You make your way towards what appears to be a um, an art building. And you're starting to see people again. And it's it's almost like you come out of a bubble, right? And suddenly mm -hmm. the streets are lighter. The lamp light is brighter. And it's like, it's if you've ever, when you're underwater mm -hmm. and then you get water in your ears and the water starts to drain out and you can hear things, It's that's the feeling that you have when you start to hear people coming out of shops again, coming out of inns. You start to smell baked goods um roast pig it's like you just came from like a different dimension and then hopped into this like dickensian atmosphere I, I i keep running just a few buildings and then start to look behind me you look back you look back and you see a street and further down that street it just looks like regular people strolling around like it looks like there's people down that street yeah it doesn't look like the same place i start walking that direction back towards the park yes you start walking mm -hmm. and you reach a point where you feel like you should uh re-enter maybe like you can see your footsteps that you just made you're following your footsteps backwards but nothing happens i kind of keep going just a little bit farther a little bit further still nothing you hear a a, a woman Who's selling pies late at night from the stall? Trouble to you for a pie, miss. Gonna be closing up shop soon. Yeah. How much? You okay? You seem a bit pale. Yeah. Apple will do you. Yeah. That'll be five. 
I, I do have some loose money like in my pocket and I hand five. And she's like putting it into a paper bag. She folds it up. Hope you have somebody to share that with. I love sharing a good apple pie with my friends. Yeah. You said it's like an art. There's like some art. Yeah. Just artistry, I guess. You, said. Yeah. Um, okay. you can see like a large square building has these like kind of militant block letters that say the gallery of transient art. It's very beige. It's like beige and uh, like uh, army green. How far away am I from uh, the the Gossamer Park? How far, like how many blocks have I run or whatever? You really can't tell. It feels like you only went maybe four. Love, you look a bit confused. Yeah. Um. I bet your blood sugar's low. You have some yeah. of that pie. You'll feel right as rain. Yeah, in a little bit. I'll share with my friends. Tremolo, Nezzy, you all are riding down the street and you see in the distance Sally with a paper bag in her hand. And she's talking to this woman selling pies on the side of the road. I give her a wave from the front of the carriage. You know, excited to find her in a place I didn't expect. We've been on this long ordeal and there Sally is buying pies. How do you like that? She has no idea what we've been through. Man. She'll be very surprised about the robots, I'm sure. I've seen bigger. (laughs) (laughs) There was a contest, but okay. (laughs) Okay. You don't believe I've seen bigger, but I have. (laughs) Was it a robot or was it a guy in a suit? Uh, does it count as a robot? Uh, it was it was smoking a fishbowl and a, and a robot. <laughs> it was smoking a fishbowl, man. If that's not a robot, I don't know what it is. Um, yeah, Sally, what do you do? You see your friends right up. Sally, hi. Looks like you've seen a ghost. Hop on, friend. It looks like you've seen okay. a pie. Does it taste <laughs> good? I don't know. I haven't eaten it. You can have some. Oh, thank you. Tremolo takes the pie. over over the paper bag (laughs) (laughs) you 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 like deftly use your foot to guide the paper bag in between his legs so that it catches the food that's uh spilling out of his mouth you should really try some of these um it's so good Um, um, absolutely you guys are like pulled off on the side of the on the side of the road again (laughs) as you're riding with one hand (laughs) yeah you guys pull off on the side of the road and have some pie inside this carriage and while you are sitting in this carriage eating this very delicious pie it's very tasty it still tastes fresh it's a little cool from having been setting out in the in the weather and elements as it has been and it is late in the day and suddenly you hear outside your carriage in the distance people laughing mean ah that was terrible that was the dumbest stuff i'd ever seen and they're coming out of the gallery of transient art and they go right boss right and you hear this voice booming down the block i don't ever want to go see another art show as long as i live (laughs) and you see Mr. Dick. <laughs> 